0: This is The Playbook. Welcome back to Office Hours with David Meltzer. Every once in a while, you meet someone that you know you've known before. I always say they're Mm -hmm. a soulmate, and we probably have had many lifetimes together. The day I met Diane Cannon, I knew that I was blessed because I must have done something right in my past life to reacquaint myself in this one. Diane Cannon... Uh, First of all, welcome to Office Hours.
1: Thank you, my love.
0: She's amazing. (laughs)
1: What beautiful words. You make my heart hum.
0: Oh, well, (laughs) Diane is the first woman, I don't know if you know, in front of and behind a camera to be nominated for an Academy Award. She's been nominated for three. She has her stars in walks of fame all over Hollywood and other places. But this idea, you're probably the most soulful person I've ever met, the uh, enlightenment uh, and wisdom that you've learned in a very scarce profession just blows my mind. And every moment I get to spend with you and you get to spend with my family pouring into us, you know, great lessons of what's important uh, and what you've learned of what is important in your profession and outside. Uh, I'd love for you to share uh, with all of us, you know, so, some of the perspective that has changed in your career Uh, and what you feel is most important today because the world's changing faster than ever and you are just a light among some dark particles and I would love for you to share your perspective on what we should be doing or what's important for us today that we should be looking at.
1: Oh my. Well, first of all, thank you for those words that you shared about me and I feel exactly the same way about you. You inspire me each and every day with everything you do and your schedule and how you live your life and how you live to help others and how you encourage and inspire others. I think all that's very important. You know, the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. Took me a long time to learn how to love myself and how to heal myself first so that I really could love you um, I had my, heal- my my feelings hurt big time the other day, and right away I rankled and, and thought I- I'm gonna write a letter and I'm gonna call and I'm going to say these things. And I heard in my spirit, take a breath right now what's important. And I thought, well that I say what I, what I say what I mean because my feelings were hurt and I don't know how to do this, and it's important and I heard in my spirit, shh, just take a break be still and know that I'm God. You're the reflection. Well, what do you mean you're the reflection of God? Well, there's a bigger power. There's a power that reigns. There's a power that created me. There's a power that loves me all the time. And to learn how to receive that love has been my biggest challenge in life. Because if you ever have felt unloved or unworthy or not enough or ungrateful. And sometimes it's hard to feel that you're loved or needed or appreciated. And the biggest lesson of my life has been to learn how to receive that love and live it. That I'm not responsible for it, that I'm not the creator of it, that I didn't invent love. And when I understand that bigger power, that higher power that flows through me, Then it goes on to others, and they feel that love. But it's not love coming from Diane. It's love coming through Diane from a higher power. Uh, When I'm tempted to do things that, because I'm scared, I've learned how to handle fear through that power so it can't handle me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Rick,
1: uh, And when big feelings come up, uh, instead of running for food like I used to do, I hear the spirit say to me, what are the thoughts that are driving you to that food? Not the food, not the chocolate that you love or the milkshake or the thing you want to eat. What are the thoughts that are driving you to do that? So it's, it's taught me to check my thinking Check the thoughts that are propelling me each and every moment during now. That's why now is so important, because what happened even yesterday with those hurt feelings—that was then. How am I dealing with the thoughts that are coming through me now? So it's such a wide range. It's such a big question you've asked me, my love.
2: I, I, beautiful.
1: I, I really you know, beautiful. I have a lot to say about it. But
2: Rick,
0: I miss you. <laughs>
2: Diane, it's an a- absolute pleasure. I remember seeing you for the first time when you uh, guest appeared on the Muppet Show. You know, <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> Me too. And uh, it's—I uh, I, don't—I think it was a rerun that I saw in the mid '80s. You know, but I just absolutely adored you then, and your, your your resume speaks for itself. You know, I start to look at because I mean you went really deep with us spiritually, and I, I appreciate that from my heart. And coming from a, a morality and a ethics perspective. Uh, there's a lot in in the film industry right now, you know, especially with women. And uh, amidst of the, the Me Too movement and last night we were we were at a restaurant and we saw beautiful women just singing on stage, right? We were oh, yeah. talking about how, you know, it hard it is to break through, you know? And even thinking back to my podcast when I only had seven episodes, or seven downloads the very first episode, you know? What, what advice, because women need good leadership, right? And this is coming from right, an all-men panel. It feels weird asking the question, but I want to see women thrive, as I'm sure you do, in any industry, but especially the film industry and entertainment. What advice would you give to them?
1: To always be true to your highest sense of right. You can't fail that way. You know, Shakespeare said it, till thine own self be true, and it will follow as the night, the day, thou canst not be true to anyone. Be true to your highest sense of right, no matter what's going on out there. Don't lower that sense of righteousness. And I'm not talking about goody-goody stuff. I'm talking about, first of all, you have to get in touch with yourself. What is your real dream? What do you think you're here for? What is your purpose? I, I've talked to many girls who've said, well, I want to be a star. And then the first rejection, they say, I, I don't know, I'm gonna go get a job. I said, well, do you really want that? Do you, do you really have a dream that's sperm in your heart that, that matters to you? Because if so, you won't give up. It doesn't matter how long it takes or what curves you have or what bumps in the road. But make sure that that's the purpose you're meant that you're here for, that that's the purpose, that, that higher purpose as for your life. Well, what do you mean by higher purpose? Be still, even when it's hard to be still and listen. Listen to that little voice inside you. And and when the road gets rough, if, if, you, if you want to be a star, whatever realm it is, whether it's music or acting or painting, whatever it is, there's going to be obstacles. It's never going to be all that easy. And if it is, then there's going to be bumps. That's just the way life is. But we haven't come into it without the knowledge of how to handle those bumps. We haven't come into it without knowing how to deal with it. And that strength that comes from above, will see you through. The Bible says love never fails, capital L. Not the little love that comes and goes, that doesn't keep its promises. Love never fails. What an amazing thing to consider. I
2: can listen to her all day. day. Me too. All day, Diane. Me Okay. Hi. Um, Thanks for joining us. So through all the years, all the movies, all the accolades, you mentioned earlier to David about making your heart hum. What resonates with you today in your day-to-day life away from it all? What resonates and makes your heart hum on a daily basis? I I didn't hear the last part of that. What resonates? What resonates with you and makes your heart hum now on a day-to-day basis?
1: Um I I'm hard on myself. I I try and and um I I want to be all that I can be. And I guess what resonates most with me is when I go to bed that night and think that those moments that were challenging I was able to meet with grace. Um I think that's what resonates most with me is what I talked about before is living up to my highest sense of right and not, you know what? It's about not settling for the broken set of dishes. Mm -hmm. Because every time I've done that, I've spent years gluing together the pieces. So when I live up to my highest sense of right, and at the end of each day, if I've been true to that, then there's no broken dishes to put together.
2: Wow. Amazing. that that's truly profound. I don't get the opportunity very often to speak to people that have been as successful as you for as long. And whenever I get the chance, I ask this question, because I'm always surprised by the answer almost every time. What are you most proud of and why? Right? You've got the immortal Walk of Fame star. You've got you've been nominated for Academy Awards. What are you the most proud of? <laughs> <laughs> you know, at different times in
1: my life, there would have been different answers for that. It would have been not having that second frozen yogurt.
2: <laughs> oh, right <laughs> I told you it was a surprising answer every yeah, time. Man.
1: But right now, honestly, it's yielding my will and what I think I want at the moment to a higher purpose. That's what I'm most proud of because I'm... I can be very stubborn, and I can want what I want when I want it. And um, when I can yield to that, then say, "Okay." In the now, right here, right now, I got to yield that. I got to let go of that. I got to say, "Okay." I think that's what I'm proudest of.
0: Well, I'm proudest of being your friend. <laughs> I'm gonna choke up because I love you so much. So, so. <laughs> it is, I Cry on my shoulder, but I. You know, I, I, I created this show to share my friends with the world because I've been blessed to be around the spirits of excellence, and what a blessing! <laughs> what a blessing to be
1: asked such questions. You know, it's a, it's a real blessing.
0: Well, you're the, I can't
1: hear you now. It's been very okay. hard to hear you the last few. But
0: oh well, we, we I just want to say that this is why I created the show to share my friends like Diane Cannon. Um, and what Diane has taught me is that simple paradigm shift as I sat on the court of the Laker game pinching myself that not only did I have courtside seats to the Lakers sitting by Kobe Bryant, but there was Diane Cannon every game, the team mother of the Los Angeles Lakers, literally. Legendary, Legendary Lakers. Legendary yeah. team Laker of the, of the Lakers. But I pinched myself and I said, there must be something bigger than me yeah. that loves me more than my you and told li- me how old you wanted to be to live. Yeah, I told her. What? I told her I wanted to live to 111. I was born on January 11th. I told her I wanted to live to 111. I'm gonna die at 111. I was born at 111. On 111, she looked at me. She was like teary-eyed, like I am, and, and she goes, "Why are you limiting yourself?" This is. <laughs> she's amazing. Anyway, Diane, I know you're having difficulties hearing us, but Diane Cannon, one of the reasons that I created this show, the epitome of this new type of Napoleon Hill type of experience that we're sharing. Lessons that will go far beyond the Academy Awards, far beyond the stars, uh, which she hangs out in, which is the stars from Cary Grant on. Diane Cannon, you are a superstar inside and outside of my heart. I love you. Thank you for joining us on Office Hours.